Coming up, dear Senate Republican colleagues, it is a pretty stark warning from some Republicans in Congress. First, garage experts, number one brand nationwide in garage improvement space. In fact, I'm going to have uh, lunch with Mark today. They just do a fantastic job. Epoxy is such a great solution to so many different flooring needs. Um, it's oftentimes superior to other types of flooring, depending on what it's for. Now, if it's your bedroom, maybe not, unless you do some really, really weird stuff in your bedroom, then maybe uh, you you could benefit from it. But we were talking yesterday about um, uh, patios and and porches and some of the areas that traditionally, because I had my garage done, that's what I focus on so much. But there are so many other uses. And if you've got a dental office or veterinarian office, you know, particularly some sort of facility uh, in which you, you need to be able to keep the floor clean, a kitchen for any sort of uh, restaurant would be just incredible, not to mention the, 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 the seating area, the front of the house as well. Um, there's so many different options. I, I recommend that you check them out and get a free consultation. Uh, give them a call. Shelly will come over and, and visit with you and find out what your needs are, and uh, you can find out where to go from there. And uh, tell them that you heard me talk about it. They'll they'll give you a, a decent deal there. That's Garage Experts. You can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. There is this um, a bit of a back and forth. You have the need for a budget, and what many Republicans are saying is like, listen— uh, let's wait until the new Republican-controlled Congress is sworn in before we have some, you know, some budget. Let's let's wait. The people voted to put us in charge. As you can imagine, Democrats don't want to wait that long, and they have some Republicans that also say, "Yeah, let's spend the living daylights out of uh, out of the the taxpayers. Let's spend even more than last year." And so that's what they have submitted. Mitch McConnell is claiming that this is a victory for Republicans. So for all of you voters out there that uh, voted for putting uh, Republicans in charge because you thought that it meant fiscal responsibility, Mitch McConnell's like, no, no, he's here to correct you, that more spending is a victory for Republicans. Yes, but it's Trump that causes these losers to not get control of the Senate. Now, he claims, and this is what they're going to sell it on. Well, because it's more for the military. Do we even know how? You know how much crap, how much money they're spending on this diversity crap? On pitting Americans against one another? Critical race theory stuff? There ought to be a halt to additional dollars until that stuff get, gets cleaned up. Throw, giving more money to those people, that is not a victory for the military. It's not a victory for America. 
He's try- This is the ludicrous nature of Mitch McConnell. He says that the Congress is rejecting the Biden administration's vision and doing the exact opposite of what he wants. Yeah, that's why Democrats in Congress passed it, and that's why Biden will sign it. We're supposed to believe that, that oh, they really stuck it to the Democrats here. That's why they passed it. I am so tired. See, here's the problem I have with Mitch McConnell. People of Kentucky want to elect this piece of work? Fine. But the fact that Republicans in the Senate continue to put him in charge of the party in the Senate, that tells us what we need to know about the Republican Party. Now, there are those on the congressional side who are more in line with the reality of the reasons that they were elected. And they have sent an official letterhead from Congress of the United States, House of Representatives, December 19, 2022. Dear Senate Republican colleagues, we urge you to take all steps necessary to stop the soon-to-be-finalized omnibus spending bill negotiated with Democrats. At the very least, due respect for Americans who elected us would call for not passing a lame-duck spending bill just days before members fly home for Christmas and two weeks before a new Republican majority is sworn in for the 118th Congress. Senate Republicans have the 41 votes necessary to stop this and should do so now and show the Americans who elected you that they weren't wrong in doing so. The American people did not elect us, any of us, to continue the status quo in Washington, as this bill will undoubtedly do. They did not elect us to borrow and spend more money. We do not have as interest rates skyrocket in response to government spending fueled inflation, eating away at the livelihoods of Americans. They did not elect us to increase spending or even continue spending at current levels. As higher interest rate payments consume an increasing percentage of our budget and our $31 trillion national debt eclipses the size of our economy, Americans did not elect us to continue funding an administration that has remained unchecked by Congress. We've seen the FBI collude with big tech to suppress free speech and label parents as domestic terrorists. We've seen the NIH and other public health agencies conspire with big health care to our detriment. We've seen the IRS and the alphabet soup of other federal agencies abuse their power to target and harass the American people. And while we all want to support our military, America certainly doesn't elect us to write blank checks to Ukraine while failing to hold the Pentagon brass accountable for promoting the woke ideology that is gutting the culture of our armed forces. But put aside the absurd spending and empowerment of Biden's bureaucrats to continue their intentional abuse of power and dereliction of duty. It is the willingness of Senate Republicans to abandon for now the one leverage point we have, the power of the purse, to stop Biden's purposeful refusal to secure and defend our border that is most offensive. Congress has an obligation to end the dangerous surge at our border, and this stems far beyond the judicial football that has been Title 42 authority. This crisis is directly endangering Americans through fentanyl, crime, chaos. Continuing to fund Biden's DHS without strong border security policies would be an abject failure by Congress. This slated omnibus spending bill is an indefensible assault on the American people. It is an assault on the separation of powers. It is an assault on federal responsibilities. It is an assault on basic civic decency. And a vote for any omnibus 
that is remain in, in the remaining days of a Democrat-led government is a vote in favor of that assault. As such, we urge you to oppose this bill completely and to refrain from entertaining any spending bill that extends beyond the first few months of the 118th Congress. Further, we are obliged to inform you that if any omnibus passes in the remaining days of this Congress, we will oppose and whip opposition to any legislative priority of those senators who vote for the bill, including the Republican leader. We will oppose any rule, any consent request, suspension, voice vote, and then... I didn't get the rest of the letter there. That's, it's about the end of it. I'll pull the rest of it up. But the point being here, this is why Republicans got elected. And I would argue this is why there was be a, a squeak out across the finish line. The reason that Republicans won the House and not the Senate. Because this is the sort of thing that Americans want. What they don't want is Mitch McConnell feeding us this crap and telling us that this is somehow a victory for Republicans. Continuing unnecessarily to fund for an entire year what the Biden administration has been doing when it comes to the border, when it comes to fentanyl, when it comes to uh, the woke ideology in the military, when it comes to the FBI and the Justice Department targeting Americans who are conservative, when it comes to the IRS targeting Americans who are conservative. And as they note here, just aside from all of that, the spending itself, to whom are Americans supposed to turn? If there is no one in power that says we have to have fiscal responsibility. These are the, listen, many of you get just as angry and frustrated as I do because we recognize the continued failures and betrayals of the Republican Party, not just to the voters, but to what they claim their ideology is is based upon smaller government, lower taxes. These are all lies. But as you can see, there are some Republicans who are with you. They are truly doing what they can, and they should be recognized and praised because they are standing up. They're, They're calling out Mitch McConnell. They are saying, listen, you support this. And you pass, you push some sort of agenda item over there that makes it to the House, which in all likelihood won't necessarily have, although you, do, I mean, Mitch McConnell's not in charge of the Senate, but as cozy as he is with the Democrats, who knows what sort of legislation that they could craft and send over to the House, but even in the future, you know, the fact of the matter, they're sending notice. We are going to block you from getting anything you want done. And we will make sure that we will whip our members into place to do the exact same thing. If you let this go forward. Now, what they're looking for is a temporary funding just to get them into, uh, you know, far enough into the 118th Congress so that they can then have just enough time to craft some sort of funding bill 
that is a reflection of what the voters wanted when they put Republicans in charge. And we're going to see a battle here, and they do note that it only takes 41 Republicans to stop this from going through in the Senate because they they can block it. I, I imagine... There would be enough, though Mitch McConnell declaring this a victory signals that he at least has some intent, or wants people to believe that he has the intent for this to get pushed through. Uh, obviously, you're going to get the likes of um, Romney and Murkowski and Susan Collins and these other left-wingers that uh, get elected as Republicans that will probably sign on with the Democrats' budget. But I would like to think, I mean, good Lord, anybody want to take a guess who Blunt's going to side with on this one? (laughs) I'm not holding my breath. Jason Rima with the latest news update. Two to four inches of snow could fall Thursday with wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour. Wind chills will be as cold as minus 35 at times. The Weather Service says the last time wind chills were that cold was 1989. One person has been arrested after a break-in at the First Baptist Church in Clever. Church leaders say they found broken glass at an open door when they arrived Sunday morning. Nothing was stolen. Two people from Harrison survived a plane crash Monday. They were not hurt. That couple was flying back from Kansas City when the plane's engine failed and the plane went down just 500 feet away from the Boone County Regional Airport. OSHA has fined Silver Dollar City after an employee was hurt and later died. More now from George Lawson. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration is fining the park more than $14,000. A maintenance man was hospitalized with head injuries he suffered while testing a roller coaster last July, and he died the next day. And the Air Force has grounded its entire fleet of B-2 stealth bombers after an emergency landing and a fire earlier this month. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 1041. First alert forecast, we've got a winter storm watch Thursday for St. Clair County. A wind chill watch Wednesday night through Saturday for the area. Uh, today, partly sunny, 41, 25 tonight, 42 tomorrow. Then rain, snow, blowing snow making its way into the listening area um, uh, with a high of 35. And, of course, temperatures will begin dropping off from there leaving us Friday with a high of only seven. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Dahmer and Blitzen. Okay. Now... You, you pay attention long enough and you, you, you get the patterns. The relationship that the Republican Party, minus Trump, you take Trump out of the equation, when, when the Republican Party, the establishment, is dealing with the voters, it's like any relationship. And, and if, if you are dating someone and they're constantly betraying you or you're married to someone and they constantly betray you, and... They are given no reason to really change. They're not going to change. They're not going to stop. Their behavior will be the same. It becomes very predictable. And I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. We're going to be told by the establishment 
Well, you know, we don't have the White House. I mean, sure, Republicans control Congress, but, uh, you know, ultimately, I mean, we don't we don't have the Senate. We don't have the White House. And I know this because this is every time it's always excuses with Republicans. You can either have here's something Trump knew. You can either have excuses or successes. You cannot have both. And with Republicans, it's always excuses. Many of you remember. When Republicans had Congress and Democrats had the Senate and the White House, and we always heard this, well, I mean, you know, Democrats control the Senate, so there's nothing we can do. Then when they get the Senate, and you know, not the, well, we got to win, though. There's nothing we can do. We don't have the White Then when you get the White House, now, well, we don't want to go overboard here. We'll, we'll endanger losing power. You know, we, we don't want to alienate. We don't want to lose independent voters by being radical. So we got to pump the brakes a little bit here. We can't do things like actually get rid of Obamacare like we promised. That was one of the big, massive betrayals to uh, voters by the Republican Party. They promised and promised, and it that's the path it followed. Oh, we get the House. We still got to get the Senate and the White House. Get the House and they say, well, you know, we don't have the Wise House. We get the White House. Then, of course, what do they do? They don't, they don't do away with Obamacare, do they? Total betrayal. Total, absolute lie. I'm trying to think if the Democrats have ever told a lie to their voters as large as that lie that was sold to Republicans by the to, to the Republican voters by the Republican Party. And, and I can't think of anything that's that large on that massive of a scale. And so this is what we're going to be told by Mitch McConnell. Well, you got to understand. Oh, well, it'll just get vetoed by the president. Then let him. And we know how to play out. Republicans are going to submit a, a budget that they know is going to get vetoed, so they're responsible for shutting down the government, and then we're going to all supposed to be ready. What you and I actually are fine with, ultimately, the, the, the beltway, the elites are going to act like it's the end of the world as we know it. My God, a government shut down. And then we'll have the stories with, all oh, oh, a single mother of eight who has worked this government job forever, and she doesn't know where she's going to get food once her paycheck ends. Is all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the presentation is going to be government exists to give these people jobs. That, that's what we are. So we are the serfs. And our sole purpose is to make money in the private sector so that those people can have jobs. When Trump was president, if there was a threat of a government shutdown, whose fault was it? It was the executive branch, right? Well, because he's the one who will veto it. It's his fault. All he has to do is sign it, just one signature. But that, of course, is not the way it is when a Democrat is in the White House. What's the fault of Republicans in Congress? Because they know that he's going to veto it. Why would they send something? And that's the exact verbiage they'll use. I mean, why would Republicans send something that they know that it's not going to make it through the Senate? And even if it somehow did, they know the White House won't. I mean, so ultimately, they know what they're doing here. They're just looking for a government shutdown. 
Shut it down. Don't care. I, I just, it, the, looking into the future and knowing what is to come for the next couple of years. It is just so vile to me what it is that the establishment in the Republican Party does. And there is a contingency of Republicans, and they're over there, obviously, in the House side. They are in the minority within the Republican Party that are as radical as you and I are when it comes to this sort of thing. You know, balanced budget and keeping your word to voters, all that radical domestic terrorist talk. You got like one or two, maybe three in the Senate in terms of Republicans. So, they, they, you know, I mean, they know there's no point in. And so here we are. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, know, it. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers, everyone. Hey, here I am. I want to share a review for my friends at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Zach wrote, Josh and Landon were phenomenal. They inspected my roof and were honest with their opinion and even gave great advice. Nothing was forced and no scare tactics were used. They are very knowledgeable, highly recommend. And I 100% agree with uh, with Zach. Whenever the husband and I, we needed a new roof on our home, we were looking at a worst case scenario. You know, we needed the whole nine yards. We needed new decking, new shingles new vents, new gutters, and we needed it not only on our home, but we also needed it on our garage and our storm cellar as well. So when the Pyramid Roofing team, when they came out, they eased our fears and they were just incredibly easy to work with. They were upfront and honest and they got us taken care of from start to finish within just a matter of days. So if you do find yourself needing a new roof or maybe just a roof repair, give Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company a call today. You can find their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah endorsements tab all right look at weather coming up there is rain and snow in the forecast uh thursday that in moments traffic update you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 first alert Forecast, uh, winter storm watch Thursday, St. Clair County, and a wind chill watch from Wednesday night through Saturday for the listening area. Today, partly sunny, 41, 42 tomorrow. Rain and snow making its way into the area Thursday. A high of 35, temperatures dropping off down into the overnight hours. Uh, Friday, a high of only 7, 15 Saturday, Christmas Day, 26. A couple of text messages regarding there, there's a there's a battle going on between a small group within the Republican Party uh, in the upcoming newly elected Congress and Mitch McConnell and Republicans in the Senate. Mitch McConnell is calling a uh, they have a they, they want to decide the budget for the upcoming fiscal year instead of allowing the newly elected Congress to do it. Uh, it is more spending than even last year. Mitch McConnell is telling Republicans that that is a victory. Evidently, Democrat victories are now what Republicans are supposed to support. They're, the handful of Republicans on the House side are, are saying, don't do this. Here are the reasons why. And they lay, out, uh, they lay out the argument essentially for the American people. 
I mean, it's exactly what all of the things that you yell at the TV, you yell at at Mitch McConnell when he's on television. That's what they are saying. They are on our side on this. It only takes 41 votes to block this from occurring. What Republicans are, I mean, noting, obviously, we may need a few months to just a little stopgap measure. That gives them time to be sworn in and then to come up with a budget. Are there enough Republicans in the Senate to actually side with the American people on this? I don't know the answer to it. I ask. I wonder which way Blunt will go. I suspect I know. Won't be on our side. But I could be wrong on that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, the text messages, I am sure Roy will not miss an opportunity to shaft his constituents one more time before he leaves. Uh, another noting, Nick, in a government shutdown, federal employees get back pay once the government opens up again. Why couldn't they live off credit cards just like we are in this crazy inflation? Well, because they're precious, see. We, we've been through this before, and it is always the same. First off, when there is a government shutdown, they will acknowledge, because they want people to feel bad and to freak out, but they don't want them to freak out too bad. So what do they always say? Essential government will stay open. It's only the non-essential government that will stop coming into work. Now, here's a crazy thought. If we're ever wondering what government we don't need, that's a pretty good way to find out. If they are non-essential employees, then why are they employees? You know, when you have a company that is getting ready to go under because it's been so fiscally mismanaged, one of the things you do is you find out what positions are not necessary. For the survival of the company. Maybe we ought to take that approach. If these are individuals that are non-essential to the functioning of our country, then maybe those positions should go away. Well, you can't put them out of jobs. Well, I guess they can just learn to do some coding. Isn't that what we are told for our fellow citizens who are in the energy industry? Isn't that what the big government people, isn't that what the official line of the media and the Democrats every time they taught, they, with the stroke of a pen, put thousands upon thousands of Americans out of jobs overnight? Well, just learn to code. Just get a green job. You also look at the, you know, to the question here, well, why don't they do it? First off, these employees, they get back pay. It's not like they go without. They, they get paid. Once things get rolling again, they get all that money. They get paid. They don't go without. Even though they didn't work during that period of time, they still get paid. And I'm not saying it's not a disruption to their lives. To some degree, many of these government employees, they're also victims of all of this. They've been given jobs under a massively bloated government, and you know they become reliant on those jobs. That doesn't mean that you can't save. Everybody should save. Everybody should prepare. Everyone should have six months to a year in savings that should something happen, 
to me, every time there is the threat of a government shutdown and the media does all of these sob stories about how difficult it is for people to live. And once that paycheck stops, they don't know how it is they're going to feed their kids. The story shouldn't be about government shutdown. It should be about how fiscally ignorant so many Americans are that they live paycheck to paycheck willingly when they don't have to. That's a whole nother story. But look at how the media portrays people in government when they are temporarily going to have a pause put to their paychecks versus the millions of Americans who have suffered dramatically under the economic policies of Joe Biden. What do they tell us? Oh, it's not that bad. Or, well, you just don't need to buy as much food. We're spoiled anyway. Remember all of that stuff the longest time we were told? Here are tips on how to be more fiscally sound in this environment. It's never about this should be fixed and that this is the fault of the people in charge. It's that you need to quit whining so much. And it's really not nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. But man, the minute some government employee is going to have a temporarily, temporary halt to their paycheck, it is the single worst thing ever. My God, how could this happen? Are the Republicans the cruelest people ever to walk the face of the earth? See, that's their mindset. You and I are just the serfs working the land. For the great people who keep this country rolling along. See, it's not the private sector that keeps the country going in their minds. It's the government people. And that's why when you and I lose jobs, well, it's an opportunity maybe for you to spend more time with your family or maybe to learn how to declutter your life and scale back a little bit. I mean, after all, it's not the worst thing in the world. Man, you're a government employee. It is code red. End of the world. It gives you real insight into their mindset of the American people versus the government and who really is important. Coming up, Ozark teen charged with the murder for allegedly supplying fentanyl to a girl who overdosed. And you've got local law enforcement, and they're not really coming out screaming or even questioning the judge, uh, but saying, yeah, the fact that this kid was let out, eh, I don't know that that necessarily seems right. Out on bail, uh, monitored with an ankle bracelet and so forth. But uh, given the, the severity of the results... And that is the death of a, of a young girl. Uh, some people wonder whether or not we are treating this as, as you know seriously as we should. And obviously, this is not just a local issue. This is something that has long been ignored since the Biden administration has been in power. Fentanyl is purposefully being uh, developed, manu- developed uh, the, the ingredients out of China that is then shipped to the drug cartels where they're importing it here. It is a war. It is a form of attack on the United States that is completely, totally being ignored by the administration because, of course, it just once again highlights the absolute 
failure, negligence, or purposeful efforts to keep our border wide open to drug cartels, to fentanyl, to the war against us by China, to sex trafficking, and and all these other wonderful imports that we now get under the Biden administration. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty in a world where it just seems like so often the people we come in contact with just dismissive of us and customer service so often it's just not up to par i mean many of you notice it and that's why we we highlight we gravitate towards support those that do put the meaningful effort into um, good relationships and and great um, customer service emily johnson house theory realty i mean it's where she shines uh, and part of that customer service is her extensive passion and knowledge for the marketplace. She's not just somebody who really cares a lot about doing a great job, and so she's going to uh, do what she can for you in terms of, of uh, work effort. But that knowledge combined with it's what makes her the best in the area. It's why I recommend her and so many others do for any of your home buying or selling needs. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Teenager from Ozark charged with murder. After police say he was sold fentanyl to a 16-year-old girl who overdosed and died in September, Jacob Sayer, 17, charged with second-degree murder under Missouri's felony murder rule, which holds defendants culpable if they commit a felony and somebody dies as a result. The underlying felony in this case is delivery of a controlled substance. The victim, who is not named in publicly available court documents, was found dead in her bedroom September 4th with a credit card, rolled-up $20 bill, and a cut blue pill on her nightstand. Court documents say Ozark police searched the girl's phone, discovered Snapchat messages with Sayer, uh, in which the victim arranged the night before to purchase a PERC pill, P-E-R-C, presumably the prescription opiate painkiller Percocet. An autopsy later revealed the victim had a lethal dose of fentanyl, more potent opiate painkiller, often associated with overdose deaths in her system. Court documents say police then interviewed Sayer, and since his parents were out of town, they consented to Sayer's brother acting as his guardian. During the interview, documents say Sayer said he obtained a pill he believed to be a perk from a friend in Springfield and sold it to the victim, who he knew through church. Advising her to cut the pill in quarters before consuming it just to be safe. Since Sayers 17, the case was originally filed in juvenile court, but a judge ruled last week that Sayers should be charged as an adult. He's booked into the Christian County Jail, later released on bond. Obviously, his defense attorney's you know, probably not overly pleased that the case was transitioned from juvenile to adult court. Well, he declined to answer specific questions about the case, saying that they were disappointed it was moved to adult court, but they were prepared to proceed, quote, it's an incredibly tragic case, highly emotional, it needs to be tried in the court and not on the news or social media. If convicted, he faces a possible life sentence. And there's an updated story, and it it goes into a whole other arena of discussion. Christian County Sheriff says setting the teenager free on bond after murder arrest is unusual. Um... He is under house arrest with GPS monitoring. Sheriff Brad Cole said, I don't typically see things like this happen, especially on a murder charge. And uh, I imagine a lot of people feel the same. This is one of these interesting situations because uh, I, I think you do probably on one hand have people that feel that this individual is not being treated as severely as he should by being allowed out on GPS monitoring. I do think that you also have other people who, while they recognize 
just the horrific nature. There's so awful, the, the, the death, the unnecessary death. They think here's a, a 17 year old who probably never imagined that he, you know, just, he's probably, you know, kids pass pills around and here it resulted in death. And, and so he could face the rest of his life in prison because of this. And think, while there should be some sort of punishment the rest of his life, because you know that this kid had no comprehension. I mean, you're 17 anyway. We don't comprehend the the serious nature of decisions we make. And and you combine it with the fact that, you know, it's, just, it's a pill, right? What's the big deal? Now, all of that aside, I do believe to a degree what feeds into the somewhat casual attitude that so many people, including young people, have about this issue, this particular issue and the dangers of not just drugs but fentanyl, is because of this essential blackout on the serious nature of what's going on when it comes to fentanyl coming across the border. Now, with this Title 42 thing um, getting kicked back and forth, there has been a greater degree of attention paid by even mainstream media about the crisis at the border. But the fentanyl component to this has largely been ignored by the media because it it shows how absolutely damaging the Biden administration policies have been about the border, not just for a country as a whole, but individual situations like this. And it implicates China as well, which, as we know, this administration seems hell-bent on defending China at every turn possible. Whether it is helping them essentially evade any sort of watchful eye when it comes to their hand in COVID, or the fact that they're, you know, they have concentration camps, they use slavery in order to create a lot of products that are sold here in the United States by companies run by woke individuals, And the fact that the, the fentanyl, this fentanyl is coming from China. And this is all very deliberate. This is a slow, deliberate, calculating wing of China's attack on this country. They're hitting us from a number of angles. One is propaganda through media, media outlets. You get people like LeBron James to essentially be an apologist for your country by getting them tied into all sorts of endorsement deals that, that involve... Uh, or or that can be at risk if you dare criticize China. You take these movie uh, uh, studios and these media outlets that look to make a tremendous amount of money in China, and you start dictating what news can and can't be covered or what stories have to be rewritten, which Hollywood studios, once upon a time, written by people that would never allow themselves to be censored, bend over backwards to do it. They're on college, they're universities all over this country, pouring millions and millions and millions of dollars into college campuses. And... They are developing the ingredients for the fentanyl, turning it over to the drug cartels in Mexico that then bring it across the border. Because all of this is a reflection of the horrific policies of the Biden administration. It gets downplayed. 
It's downplayed the same way Benghazi was downplayed because Benghazi, highlighting what happened in Benghazi, did not show the or the, the Obama administration in a very good light. And it did not show Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State in a very good light. And so it was dismissed. It was downplayed. It's no big deal. Republicans who cared about it were conspiracy theorists. We're seeing the same thing at the border. And when you have this presentation that that downplays the dangers of fentanyl on a, on a large national scale. Let me put it this way. If the media, and that includes pop culture media, would focus on this issue as if Trump were president, for example, and gave it the attention that it deserved, I do believe that culturally we would have people in this country, young people in particular, that would be much less likely to look at at, at taking drugs, taking pills that could be laced with fentanyl, that, that they would not be so casual about it, that there would be a bit of a fear factor in there. And while young people, I mean, people of all demographics to some degree are going to have varying approaches to life and uh, what risks they take, but young people in particular, they just don't recognize the implications oftentimes. We've all been there of our actions. Oftentimes because we've never personally experienced either ourselves or somebody we care about go through something that is the result of, of, uh, of irresponsible action. And so we don't have a connection to it. And so as young people, we tend to do these things. And absence, the attention that this particular issue requires... An absence, essentially, in order to protect the Biden policies, the Biden administration from the results of his policies, I think has a tremendous amount of influence. And, and um, you know, it's, it's part of the reason that so many young people aren't really that concerned about it. I mean, it's the same reason. It's a totally different Obviously, a level of significance. But when it comes to marijuana, you know, there are these studies like, well, we can't believe why is it that young people, uh, uh, marijuana usage is up so much over like regular cigarettes? Well, that's because in our society, uh, you know, smoking a cigarette is considered one of the worst sins ever, while smoking marijuana is not. And that that is felt that 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 atmosphere is something that is felt by young people and they react to it and it's the same thing with the lack of any sort of real proportionate response to what's going on with the the border crisis and and fentanyl as a result you're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041 uh, tons of new twitter drop file stuff me I, FBI paid Twitter millions, influence executives, to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. A month before the laptop story, Twitter execs and journalists actually did a war-gamed what would happen if such a story leaked out and how they could protect Biden from it. Dem lawmaker threatens Facebook continue censorship or they'll come after him. That's, uh, you know, Adam Schiff. It's the authoritarian regime that's is the Democrat Party. 
Glenn Beck's coming up next. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed. Hell.